Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome everyone to episode two of Reflection Fridays. If you are new to this segment and don't know what it's about, well, it's really about stopping, reflecting, remembering all the things that have happened this week that you are grateful for. And if you want to share it with somebody, go and do that as well. It's a great opportunity for you to help somebody else and to, for both of you really to just stop and reflect on all the things that make you grateful. Gratitude is such a huge thing that many of us can often take for granted. It is very easy to take for granted all the things that we have in our life today. One of them, food. Another thing, clothes, car, a job. I was reading today uh, that in Australia in the month of May, the Unemployment has been at its highest it's ever been in a very long time. And for those of you that still have a job, I still have a job and I'm grateful and I'm really thankful for that. And what I want you guys to do is even if you don't have a job at the moment, just stop and look around all the things that you have at this present point in time. You have your health if you have your health. You have your mind. You can control your thoughts in your mind. Be grateful for your mind. Be grateful for your friends, your family members. Be grateful for the fact that you got up this morning. Be grateful for the fact that you have air uh, pumping through your your blood and, and it's helping you get on with your day. Be grateful for that. That's important. We aren't guaranteed of a tomorrow. And this week, uh, if you've been looking at the news or media, uh, it is Men's Mental Health Week. Now, someone like myself that went through a period of life where I was depressed in my own sense of the word, not by a doctor's sense, uh, and well, my friends and family thought I was actually depressed and miserable and um, I needed to learn how to get through that. And it's not an easy thing getting over depression, anxiety, stress, because they all they all link with each other. So when you're when you're feeling one side of thing, if you're feeling overly stressed, you can get negative thoughts that come into your brain, which then affects your emotions, which then makes you feel depressed. You are detaching yourself from your reality, the positivity. You are 
in a negative world that you have created for yourself. And it's very important for everyone to understand, especially men, that it is okay sometimes to be depressed and feeling down and out. It's okay to feel that way, but always realize that you have the capability to get out of that. You have the power and the ability to get out of that. And what you need to understand is that for me, it was focusing in on all the things that I needed to be grateful for. And for you as, as men and as individuals, you are examples, you are leaders. So be a leader and be an example through gratitude. That's important. They, everyone needs to see that even though you do have your depressed days, that you still get up, you still get on with your day, you get on with your life the best way that you can but there's always going to be light at the end of the tunnel. If you can see that, my friend, I guarantee you, you're going to be better. You're going to feel so much more uh, life in you. You're going to be grateful. But it all comes when you make that choice. Today, I am going to be grateful for X, Y, and Z. I'm going to be grateful for my health. I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I did overcome this. Gratitude is important. Gratitude can bring us to so many amazing places in our life that we never really thought existed. And so today on Men's Mental Health Week, I just want to say to all you men out there that are struggling with uh, mental illness, with being vulnerable, with hurt, pain, anxiety, stress, you name it, whatever it is that you are struggling with, I want to encourage you, stop, reflect, be grateful and see how long it takes to get back to a place where you are feeling positive, energetic, alive, and just being at a good place in life. So I really hope and pray, everyone, that that has helped. I want to leave you with a Bible verse and then get into the next part of Reflection Fridays today, and that is God does not give us the spirit of fear but of love, of peace, and of a sound mind. It means it's clear. He knows we can know what we're able to control. We can know that we're going to be okay. God does not give us fear. He gives us love. He gives us peace. And when you know that, my friends, it comes through gratitude. It comes through knowing that everything is going to be okay. So remember that. Hopefully it's helped you on this Reflection Friday. Now, as a special part of Reflection Fridays, I thought what I would do is uh, a good friend of mine, Lee Liston, asked me a couple of weeks back, hey, Jay, uh, would you be interested in being interviewed by me for your podcast? And I said, that's a brilliant idea. Let's do it. So it's good having most of the questions that I normally ask people turned and now I was being asked them. And I didn't want to give away too much, but I, I give away just enough for you guys to hopefully uh, give an idea of what the story box is, why I do it in the first place, a little bit of the some of the principles and values that I hold dear to me. Uh, hopefully you guys will get something out of this. It is my prayer that... Uh, what I just said before and what I'm about to say from Lee's interview with myself can be some sort of influence and some sort of impact in a positive way, okay? So anyway, everyone, 
Hope you enjoy these. Be blessed. And I'll see you next time on the Storybox podcast. All right. So today I'm here with Jay Phantom, also known as the Storybox Story podcast. So I had this idea because a few months ago or a few like a few months ago, Jay had reached out to me and he said, Hey, I'd love to interview you. You know, he's from Australia. I'm from the United States. And it was kind of just this, Whoa, you know, this guy from Australia is reaching out. And I thought it was really, really cool. Um, and so after that interview, you know, we, we did an interview. She talked to me about my life and where, you know, I'm headed, where my career goals are going. I kind of started to watch him a little bit because you know, number one, we became friends because we talked about different things here and there. And we were talking about, you know, like our goals and then just became, you know, fast friends. And then I started watching how many people he was interviewing. And I was, it was crazy because he would go from back to back interviews within a day with minimal sleep, but still, you know, just pushing and pushing from people like from the owner of the Ritz Carlton, I believe, to, you know, stunt doubles for Chris Hemsworth and just, you know, this Matt, you know, all these like entrepreneurs, these young entrepreneurs that were just killing it. And I was just like, I need, I, I want to hear his story. You know, ironically, I'm a story about box podcast. And, and the big thing overall, it's just when you, when you interview people, it's always unique because you never interview them before they make it. You never interview them before you, you're only interviewing when they make it. You're only interviewing these people that are in it, but mm-hmm. not before. And so I feel like it'd be interesting to hear from someone that really, really intends to make it. You never know if you will or not. And that's okay because you're going to give it your all. You know, uh, blood, sweat, and respect. The first two you give, the last one you earn from Dwayne Rock Johnson. Amen. So now getting right into it, um, Jay, I know you talk a lot in your podcast and I haven't listened to all the episodes, but what do you want to introduce about yourself? I mean, generally, like on the foundational side, like family, like just, just a little bit about you. So first of all, Lee, um, I reached out to you because I was quite fascinated first and foremost about your story in the first place. And yeah, I had, I had no idea that we would, we would actually become fast friends and you've been a good help to the podcast, a good supporter of it for quite some time now, man. So I just want to say thank you for that and for this great idea, you know. Um, you're right, no one seems to actually interview a person before they make it and I think that needs to sort of change as well and that's one of the goals of the story box is to interview people with stories. You know, they might not exactly have made it, quote, but they are working towards, quote, making it or they're, they're just hustling as hard as they possibly can. And there's that respect there that I have for anyone that is a hard worker like yourself, Lee, that is hustling as hard as he possibly can in the film industry to, quote, make it. Uh, and it's sort of almost like, okay, well, what, what do you see as, quote, making it? You know, like, and for me, I don't see anything that I do as, you know, reaching a, a certain level as making it because I don't feel like I'll ever make it. I feel like I need to continue working as hard as I possibly can. And that attitude going to your question, Lee, came from really how I was brought up and from my parents, from my grandparents as well. Um, I don't have a big family. It's just my mum, dad, it used to be my grandparents and my uncle and my, my, two, my two brothers. So I've got a younger brother and an older brother as well and our dog. So, you know, we didn't have a large extended family, uh, which is what most people have, but that's still okay. You know, we 
we learned to value what we had. We were still, you know, I grew up in an environment where we didn't have a lot and it was sort of kind of, you could call it like lower class. My parents had, my dad had to work two jobs, um, two jobs just to put food on the table. So I was brought up with this hard work mentality to actually get somewhere in life. You've got to work for it. And there's no, I'm a millennial, you know, and there seems to be like this millennial entitlement attitude that I, I deserve this, you know, well, you don't deserve it. All you deserve to do really is to work hard and see the fruits of your labor actually paying off. And I think being grounded in that reality is, is quite rare for a lot of people. And for a young person, you know, having to see, you know, their dad work two, two jobs just to put food on the table kind of does something to your brain. It kind of sets in stone, okay, well, you, first and foremost, this is what hard work brings. But secondly, there, there's got to be something more to this. There's got to be more. I don't have to work as hard as what my dad was. I can still work hard, but I don't have to, you know, labor and, and put work two jobs essentially, which is funny enough what I'm doing now <laughs> uh, with, with the story box and with another thing that I'm doing plus at uni. So, you know, like that's, that's how I was brought up and it was a good way for me to, to see all the people that just sort of made me and influenced me to be the person that I am today. Yeah, I, I think about that a lot in, in, in the terms of how we're evolving so quickly, you know, with, with our you know, work efficiency, the way we look at work, you know, because you see all these, you know, you've been interviewing all these entrepreneurs these people are working in a different way. They're still working, but it's just very, very different than from what it used to be. I, um, I mean, this, this is very, very minimal, but I, I meditate every morning. Mm. And when I meditate, I, I kind of have a, I don't just do it to like reset, but I also do it to have like maybe a new thought to give my brain, you know, room for a new thought to pop in. And it sounds so cheesy, but this morning to give you an example, I use these dryer balls and, you know, I live with roommates and I normally have them in my room and I just have habitually had them there. And then now that I've been cleaning and organizing and now that I've reset, I was like, wait, why don't I have them closer to the dryer? So I'm not like putting them back and forth, even though like they're my own stuff, like I can just be more efficient. And I think the reason I share that is because we're all kind of carrying this torch, you know, because you're going to pass the torch on to somebody else who's going to be way more efficient, smarter or whatever that evolution looks like. But either way, I think that's a good way. So we can respect, you know, people that have been carrying that torch because I never want to look at someone older than me and go like, I'm smarter than you. I'm more efficient than you. I'm like, no, no, no. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. Oh yeah. You know, and, and they're, they're carrying that torch. But in, and, and, and it's amazing when, you know, when you can have that respect for them. Um, so go, going, going into that, I mean, I, I'm kind of like figuring out which, which direction I want to go first, but as far as maybe, I, I mean, as, as far as goals with the pod, you know, podcast in general, but, I think of you as an individual, you know, you're, you're grinding on the podcast, you're grinding at uni, you're, you know, grinding on this other project that you're doing. What is for me, like, you know, my career is now acting and that's kind of what I've, you know, that took forever to finally set in stone, but my career is acting. What, what, what would you say your career goals are or, you know, along those lines? Well, man, I've always wanted to give back to my parents to set them up uh, for an early retirement because they've worked really, really hard to give me what I have. And, you know, 
coming from a place of not having much sort of makes you want to have a lot, not for yourself, but for others. Mm-hmm. And just being a, a servant as best you can to the people that have seen something in you and have supported you along the way. So that's what my goal is really to have enough so I can give back to them and work my absolute butt off while I'm young. And even, I don't think I'll ever stop working, man, until I drop dead. But, and God takes me home. But honestly, I I just want to give back to people that have seen my worth and have helped me figure out my worth and have just given me a lot. Because, dude, I, I kid you not, it is the, it's hard when someone gives you something to know how to respond to that. Because you just, for someone like myself, I want to just give back to them. Like time is the most valuable resource on the face of the earth. And if we don't value our time, then what are we doing with ourselves? You know, that's that's a major question that a lot of people need to ask themselves today is why aren't you valuing your time enough? And what are those things that you are doing in your life that are going to value the time? Uh, so make sure that you're setting yourself up for a, a, a good life as best you can by working hard. It's not, you know, uh, I'm a Christian lean. I think you know that. And, and God says in his word that we were, it's good for us to work. You know, he designed us with that capability. So we should actually work. This idea of, uh, laziness and procrastination is, is heavy in our society today. And I speak about it quite often. But it was never something that I actually struggled with. And it was because my grandfather used to tell me this saying, he said, don't put off for tomorrow what can be done today. And the reason why I harp on that so much is because we can often forget. It's so easy to forget that because your brain is conditioned to forget things. It's not conditioned to remember every single thing that happens in your life. So we've got to be repetitive. We've got to practice day in and day out okay, this is actually why I'm here on this earth. So you you said before that you meditate, Lee. I meditate in a different way. You know, there's like, you know, meditation is is great for just thinking and reflection and, and for processing information as well. So the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is spend however long I need to with God in his word, basically meditating on those words and then praying and and really asking God, okay, well, God, I need you to show me who I am today because who I am today is different from yesterday. I guarantee you. You're going to be all the experiences that you had yesterday will be completely different today and how you learn from those experiences, your attitude throughout it will be completely different to what it was yesterday. So you need to keep going back to God and asking him, well, why why am I here, God? Help me to figure that out day in and day out. And I guarantee you, man, like I'm a living testament of that, that he does actually answer all your prayers and all your requests. I mean, it may take time, but that that's the thing. God's not relative to time. We are. <laughs> so we, we become very, very complacent, very impatient. And that's where oftentimes laziness can come from, is becoming complacent and thinking that we have, quote, made it and have, quote, I've worked hard enough and I need I deserve a break. But, you know, we were designed also to rest, but God only rested one day. He didn't rest an entire week. It was one day. Then getting back into that flow state of mind in, in actually working hard. So, yeah, that, that's, that's really my um, 
and and more or less like the goals of of the podcast dude like i i wasn't going to start this um until i knew 100% until god mapped out for me the vision of what this was going to look like in the future because when you commit to something and I, this is a message for a lot of young people in commitment because it's very commitment in relationships commitment in business commitment in whatever facet of your life it's very important to understand that being committed to something is valuable it's important to understand that when you commit to something you got to honor that you got to value it and you got to work hard to keep that and and honor it so for me I wanted to honor my own decision in the fact that if I was going to do this, I was going to do it well. I was going to do an excellent job at it and I wasn't going to give up because I guarantee you, Lee, like I've had rejection after rejection after rejection of people saying, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, but that's okay because I was, I was brought up with another saying that my granddad used to tell me all the time. He said, if you don't ask, you don't get and don't be afraid to ask. I think there's this fear as well with a lot of young people about asking and fear of rejection. So therefore that sort of weighs on the commitment aspect. If, if they say no to me, then I'm not going to commit. No, commit beforehand and keep being persistent. Keep, and another saying that I have all the time, Lee, is be persistent to remain consistent. And that came out of me making this commitment because I saw, like it was like a picture just, Seriously, in my mind, I'm a visual learner, so I saw it very vividly and I saw all the rejection. I knew it was coming, but it's like, how am I going to react in that moment? See, it may be painful right then and there, but how you respond to that sets yourself up for what comes next. It's just a flow on effect, man. And you got to, I think a lot of young people have got to realize that as well. So, when you make a commitment to a human being or even yourself, honor it and work hard to keep it. And for the podcast, I want it to become the best it possibly can be. You know, you see all these uh, big podcasts like Joe Rogan's and Lewis Howe's and all the, the top of the line, you know, podcasts that everyone listened to. And I think to myself, well, why are they doing what they're doing? And what, what am I doing? What do I want the story box to be? And in, in essence, I want it to become bigger than that. I want it to become the most popular uh, platform on the face of the earth because stories are the most powerful thing on the face of the earth. Every single person on this planet has a story. It might not be the grandest story in the world, but it is still a story and that is important. That's valuable because human life is valuable and because you're a human life, you have a story. So that's my goal, man, is, you know, work as hard as I can to get to a point where I can say, look, I haven't made it yet, but I'm working towards uh, reaching as many people as I possibly can. Yeah. You know, the, and, and that's a really, really honorable goal. And, and I love what you said, you know, about in the morning when you're, when you're in prayer, when, you, when you're kind of humbled and grounded, you know, with, with, with God and the Heavenly Father and understanding what, where that perspective is. And, and, and there's two things that come to mind, you know, there's the 90, um, there, I was talking with the, the property manager here at University Towers and she talked about the 90, 10 mentality where you do 90% of the work now 
and then 10% later, you know, so you don't have to, you know, do it because if you do 10 and then 90, it's all your life will be constantly. Yeah. So like some things in my life that I've looked at, I'm like, man, I should have done 90, 10, you know, with that, but instead I did 10, 90 and I'm definitely paying for it in some aspects, but in other things that I did 90, 10, and I think it's just a good, um, applicable factor. Now, now kind of more, um, grounded question. Cause you're, interviewing people back to back, you know, you're, you're constantly going boom, 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 posting, you know, you're kind of a one band, one man band in, the, in this whole ordeal of what you're chasing at the moment. You know, eventually you'll get employees, get a team and kind of expand if, if I imagine, but with that, how do you avoid burnout? You know, like where, <laughs> where you're not just like, I don't actually love this. I don't want to inter- do this interview. I don't want to like, you know, you, you know, where your body starts like, complaining because it wants rest, but you're like, but no, I want work and you're, and you push it harder. How do you avoid burnout? That's a good question, man. Um, seriously, I had, I'll give you an example. So a couple of weeks ago, I had this very thing I was faced with. It was on the verge of being burnt out because I was doing like back to back interviews, some of them four or five a day. Uh, I was up at like, 1, 2 a.m. in the morning for three weeks straight. No one saw that, man, but I was just doing it because I love doing it. But when you get to that point of just fatigue, okay, is that what am I going to do? Am I going to allow my body and my mind to continue being fatigued or am I going to rise above it? See, if there's a saying that I came up with uh, just recently actually because I've been thinking about this this very topic. It's to do with... If you tell yourself you can't, you won't. But if you tell yourself you can, you will. If you tell yourself that I am going to be burnt out, burnt out, then you will be burnt out. But if you tell yourself I won't be burnt out, then I won't. Okay. So I think it's just getting in a in a, a proper frame of mind of yes, that this is hard work and yes, I'm a one-man band, but I'm doing the hard yards now because I am young, I can do it. And mm-hmm. although I keep coming back to my why, man, and that that just helps me become grounded and and humble because these people are actually giving up their time for me and to build my vision. So if I'm thinking about that and it's an unselfish mentality that I try and keep day in and day out because – Honestly, man, if I if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do this. So why should I be complaining at the fact that I get burnt out? I might not have the best interviews uh, all the time, and I've had those kinds of interviews, man. It happens. But I think going back to your why every single day and and telling yourself, okay, well, I'm doing this for a reason, and burnout is going to come if I want it to come. That's, that's the way I see it because if, if you, like I was t- telling you before, if you think it's going to happen, it will happen. And just, just be mindful that if you do get tired, take a break, rest. And that's what I've had to do these last couple of weeks as well. We just slow down a little bit. Like last week I had three days off where I just focused on myself. I focused on, okay, I was still reaching out to people still trying to organize and still trying to build a podcast, but actually doing interviews themselves because they are, I don't know if you've ever done them, but they're very taxing on your mental state. And I mean, you're doing, Mm -hmm. speaking to people is emotionally draining. Let's just say that. And if you're doing an hour interview, 
five people, different people, different personalities, different questions, different stories. You're just going to try and focus so much attention, so much energy in doing that, um, which I absolutely love, man. So I think that also helps me not be burnt out because I just have this sheer joy and love for what I'm doing and appreciation for it. Yeah. Well, you know, we've kind of hit, you know, we definitely hit on the family. We, we hit on the work that you're doing, the why you're doing it. But, but I think to kind of like, you know, deepen it on a more, you know, personal level, let's take away the podcast. Let's take away the hustle. Let's take away the, the grind, you know, until you die kind of for a thing. And what, what are some, uh, recreational things you love doing? Like, for instance, I love, I love playing Spider-Man. Like I love Spider-Man a lot. Like I watch, I've been watching this ultimate Spider-Man show and I, I used to hate it. Yep. Like I, I wanted to hate it, you know, cause I thought it was like, this is so corny and stupid. It's breaking the board wall. Like they have these geeky animations. I'm like, you're like, it was like blasphemy to me for Spider-Man. And then <laughs> I was, I was with my friend Katie and I like showed her and I was like a clip and I was like, you're going to hate this ready three, two. And I showed her and I was like, <laughs> I kind of like that, you know? And I actually started to kind of enjoy it. And now I'm like 20 episodes in, you know, like kind of absorbing it now that it's, it's cheesy. It's breaking the fourth wall and, and that's really okay. And, and I mean, that's just an example. I love video games like Detroit Become Human, Spider-Man, you know, like, of course, and things like that. But what about you? What's your, what's your kind of like when, when, when the world's quiet for a moment, your world is quiet for a moment. What do you, what's, what's a recreational, recre, some recreational life look like? So it used to be a lot of basketball, man. Uh, that used to be the thing that I would go out and do and just release some stress and play with mates. You should just message them and say, hey, look, let's go play basketball. Uh, used to do that all the time, man. But now it's more or less um, just getting up at uh, whatever time it is before the sun rises and, and then going and exercising for a couple of hours, getting back home and then just enjoying my time to myself and my time to just eat food. Um, I think I take that for granted sometimes, you know, it, it's just, but I love doing that. You know, I love getting up, going out in the fresh air when it's brisk, it's early in the morning. Not many people are up at that time. That for me is recreational because it's setting myself up for a, a great day. But, you know, at nighttime, what I like doing is I usually stop around five, six o'clock at night um, just to wind my brain down because I'm usually going at such an early time and my brain sort of get, becomes tired at around five, six. So I like just either watching a movie um, or playing a basketball game on, on the Xbox as well, um, 2K <laughs> and leveling up my character. So it's like a game, you know, like yeah. or Assassin's Creed, uh, big fan of Assassin's Creed. Um mm -hmm. And just, you know, going back to some of the things that I love doing, you know, reading sometimes if I feel like doing it or watching watching a good movie <laughs> or sometimes even a dumb movie. Like I've been watching the same thing, Spider-Man as well, Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney+. Plus. Um, You've been watching that? I've been watching it too, man. Hey, yeah. How are you? Where are you at? How, uh, where are you at? I'm only on episode three, man, because I've been watching, I switched to Space Force recently uh, with Steve Carell. Ah, oh, mate, it's hilarious. <laughs> good? Yeah, it's really good, man. I, some people don't like it, but I love it, man. I think the comedy is like on point. It's next level. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. And, and this is, see, in, in, as much as I want to be like, oh, we're tangenting from, 
the goal, but this is us being human where people kind of understand, That's it, man. you know, we're, we're, we connect, you know, so deep, you know, deeply on, on recreational things. Cause one, one thing I, I've really fought really hard to do is not define myself by my career. Yeah. You know, where I, I put up the jacket and I'm like, I'm an actor and like, that's all I do. And that's all I am. And I'm going to be the best actor ever. And I'm going to knock the rock off the top of, you know, and, and like, and, and I kind of was like, you know, it's, it, it's so exhausting, but at the same time, it's thrilling. You know, when, when once you've reset and you're, you know, you've done those things in the morning, you talked about like you smelled that fresh air, which, which it's always awesome. Like I have to get up at four to work at Vasa, you know, from like six, I mean, I get up at four. I take forever to get ready. Like when I, just, <laughs> I have this same workout routine, it takes me, I set the timer in the morning. Like what I'll do is I'll wake up, I'll set a, a little like stopwatch. Not on my phone because I want to separate. And I set a timer and then I start meditating and, and I do the same morning routine. It takes me about anywhere, about 48 minutes to like do that whole thing. And it's like these weird little routines, but it's, and, and so I kind of think about like what I love to learn from other people where they're adding because yeah, I'm walking out of the house at like 5am, but like, man, that morning is just so it's kind of an invigorating thing. Yeah, man. I, I personally, if I don't exercise in the morning, um, if I don't feel up to it, then I'll always make up for it later on because mm-hmm. exercise is a big part of my life. I made a commitment to myself, you know, when I was, I think in school, um, not to become fat, not to get out of shape. And it's tough when you leave school and you're constantly playing ball, you're constantly exercising all the time. It's like, well, what am I going to do outside of school? You know, I don't, I joined the gym. I did CrossFit for about a year. Uh, And then, yeah, bro, I was, yeah, I was doing that and quite good at it actually, considering my height and and my, my build, but Mm -hmm. you know, I got injured and then it was almost like that was ripped out of under me. And I was like, what's next, you know? And I didn't, I didn't like the environment of the gym either. I just felt like there were these macho guys that walked around and yeah, it just become a very deflating place for me to be. And I just didn't feel like I was going there to work on myself. felt like I was going there to, um, I guess, look a certain way to people. And I felt like that was wrong for me. So I just, you know, went out in the great outdoors and um, I'm still, you know, still strong and in, in the, the physical sense and the mental sense and the spiritual sense, but that's because I chose it. I chose to be. And those, those recreational habits that you have day in and day out, they help you to uh, focus in on, on, on your day. You know, it, it's funny when you talk about the gym and, and, and just to be like very frank, the toxic energy yeah. that can kind of come out of the gym and people that are in it. And, and it's funny because like, I've kind of been in that world, you know, I've met Calvin Moger, I've met Steve Cook and, you know, not, not, not to, um, you know, talk down or talk negative, but when I've met, like when I, and, and, and like, I love them both. They're very exhausted individuals and they're exhausted of fitness. Yeah. You know, fitness is a career I feel like is hard because it's like, you have to balance between health and wellness. You have to balance between a physique. You have to choose the way you're going to go about it. You have to reinvent it because it's so saturated and so many products, you know, you, you know, and, and all these things. And so I, one one of the big things that came out of my like excess, you know, I don't want to call it, I don't want to call it excessive lifting, but like just lifting to the intensity is what you're talking kind of like what you're talking about 
that kind of comes out of the gym that if you can avoid it is body dysmorphia. Yeah. There's a, there's, if you can avoid, if you can go to the gym without doing it to have abs, you can go to the gym without trying to have vascularity or bigger muscles or, you know, like I, I think it can be healthy. It's just, but, but there's a lot of energy that's coming at you that's saying, Hey, you need to look like this guy, this guy, this guy doing what he's doing and kind of acknowledging that. But honestly though, it's, it's just more of an overall view of like, if you have muscles, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. I, I was talking to this girl and, uh, and she, she's a good friend of mine. Her name's Katie. And I remember talking to her and she's a very like blunt and intense individual, kind of like me. It's kind of like a taste of my own medicine, if you will. And, and she, she said to me, she's like, you know, it's funny, Lee, like, I don't like guys with big muscles. I don't like guys with like chiseled abs or anything like that. Like, I just, I kind of like skinnier guys. And, and, you know, I don't exactly have feelings for it, but at the same time, I was like, <clears throat> it kind of hit my ego a little bit, you know, yeah. on that sense. And, and so like, I think the other thing of, of the why you're looking that way, not all women are looking for the Greek God physique. They're looking, you know, and not that that should be your motive while you're in the gym anyway, but I'm, I'm just trying to address all the aspects of the, what, what may feed the toxic energy that we're talking about. Yeah. I think it, exercising in general can become quite addictive and especially once you start seeing results and it releases those endorphins, it releases these, these chemicals into our brain and into our, into our system. And if you're not careful, if you don't control your mind correctly, then you can allow those, that toxicity to really take control of you. And then it can really affect your ego. There's a lot of people in the gym that I know of that that's all they live by is themselves. Uh, so it's a selfish mindset first and foremost that that to toxic masculinity as well, where you feel like you need to look a certain way in order to impress a girl. And I felt the same way in 2016. So I thought that, you know, if I had the rocking body, if I had the eight pack, which I did end up getting, and I thought if I could do all these things, then a woman is going to love me. So I walked around with this macho mindset thinking that I was mm -hmm. top the top dog and it didn't wasn't the case. You know, like, you know, in, in the CrossFit, in this CrossFit sense, you know, you you have a smashing bod year round. It's not like you, you know, it's not like a month in, month out sort of thing. You you look a particular way like bodybuilders do, but in CrossFit, it you're great all the time. So there's that toxic toxicity if you're not careful in controlling it that when you look at yourself in the morning, it's like, oh, I look great. Now everyone's going to want me because I look great in terms of the women's sense. But what I realized very quickly was that's not how women think. Some women think it, not all women think it. You know, there is this, there's this um, some women are, uh, you know, they're wanting a guy that can protect them. So they're wanting a bigger sort of bloke, bigger stocky dude. But what most women are looking for is a guy that can actually hold a conversation with them and get on a deeper level and not just talk about fitness and the way they look all the time. It, it's annoying. And I can, I can understand it now, but back then I didn't because that's all I talked about. That's all I was. You know, I, I went through a, a period of my life where I was just coasting. And I wasn't, I wasn't content. I was miserable. And I tried, uh, you know, I tried hitting on so many girls in, in the past and it didn't work. And I was thinking, why, did, why isn't this working? You know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm look, I look so good. 
you know that that mindset but it was it was a damaging experience really for me uh but then once a girl had to just say to me flat out it's like you're not you're not the be all and end all jared like just get off your high horse and you know that that hurt you know it hurts to hear that sort of stuff but she was right and you know um once I once I got over that and realized, okay, well, why am I exercising in the first place? And then I realized, okay, well, it's not to get fat because I don't want to become fat. I want to have a family one day and be able to exercise with my kids and uh, just enjoy life as best I can. You know, so exercise isn't the be all and end all, but it does help you focus. It does help you give you energy. It, it has a lot of good things about it but if your mindset isn't right then it will be damaging right i you know um like i, I made this joke one time that i said like like i said at, um boss the other day and i said guys snapchat isn't for fitness if, if you know what i'm saying yeah like sending snapchat to your abs and like you know you're like feeling really good i'm like snapchat isn't for like fitness isn't for Snapchat. Fitness is for health. And and so that's kind of like what we're talking about overall. But before we get too deep into fitness, I, I wanted to uh, ask this question. And I don't know what time we're at, you know, like as far as pacing where you normally keep it. That's something I, I, I wanted to be aware of. But but I, I guess, you know, kind of going back to in more of your story, you know, you've interviewed. Um, well, number one, just kind of more of a factual question. Then I have a follow up. How many people have you interviewed from starting this pod? You know, not not put out because I, I saw that you had, you know, you have you put out X amount of episodes, but have interviewed this many people. How many people have you interviewed altogether up until now? Uh, probably 150 now. Woo! And so <laughs> if you're at 150 um, in individual people, if, if you had to, you know, because that doesn't have to be a whole story, but like, what what are some of your like takeaways from like what are, what are some of your takeaways that it doesn't have to be the most famous person you've interviewed or the least famous or whatever I mean just just things that people have said that have really stood out okay so you know a lot of the time I'm I love talking about you know mental health things that I'm passionate about so when I'm actually talking to people and my biggest takeaways have been I didn't think of it like that you know, I didn't think of mental health like this. I didn't think of fitness like this. I didn't think of uh, business this way. I didn't think of, you know, positivity this way. I didn't think of all these aspects of life that we sort of don't really think too much about. But when we ask people the question, they sort of give us an answer based on their experience. So a lot of the time, you know, um, whether or not I can relate to them or not, it doesn't matter because I'm still learning as, as I go along. So one of the biggest takeaways, I, I talk about this uh, quite a bit actually, was Horst Schultz, the owner of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, talking about excellence and what that actually is and how we can implement that into our life. And excellence is actually from God and he's, he is excellent in himself. So how can we model that into our daily routines, our, our work schedules our work ethic as well our businesses how can we be excellent in the first place like that's at our core that's what we should be focused in on is becoming excellent so i really enjoyed that conversation man because it was 
for me, I looked up to him because I, I read his book and I was quite starstruck, I guess you could say, by his words and what he actually went through. And, and I, love, I love interviewing authors as well because authors, they're on a deeper playing field. Like they think very, very deep. And I love actually extracting that line of thought. So there's a reason why someone becomes a New York Times bestselling author, a number one. That takes a lot of work to actually get there. And there's obviously a reason for their words being extremely powerful. So I want to get to that. And some of my biggest takeaways is hearing how they actually got to that number one spot in the first place. It goes back to hard work. So yes, I've interviewed so many people, man, and there's not one person that I could completely single out to say that was my favorite because all of them really gave me something different and something unique, mm-hmm. which has been an absolute blessing in my life because I love learning. And if you love learning, you love life. <laughs> and and you'll, you'll be, there's something about it, man. Like I, I kid you not, when you interview someone that knows more about life and has done more and they're teaching you as, as you are asking them questions, they're explaining to you how to basically do life. They're giving you all the tools and, and the tricks and all the secrets that you ever need to live a perfect or not, I shouldn't, shouldn't say perfect, but a fulfilled life, a, a happy life. But it all comes down to a choice with what you want to actually take out of it. You know, there's so much to actually glean from all these people, you know, from top CEOs, from um, millionaires from people that have, have come from nothing and built something from the people that are in hospitality, from the people that are fitness, CrossFit athletes, you know, filmmakers, you know, all these people, they've all been through something. And if we can say, okay, get, get off our high horse a little bit and just be present, just be curious, then Soak in all the information because I guarantee you're going to learn things you never even expected to learn. And that's what's happened to me on many occasions. Well, that's awesome. And, and, and kind of, you know, you know, bringing it home because you, 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 a lot of times when we're, when we're content creators, whether we're podcasting, reviews, actors, whatever, we always say, thank you for the support. That's a big thing that, you know, that, that you do because, you know, you are grateful and if you aren't grateful, then you're pretty arrogant. And if you <laughs> are grateful, then you generally down to be down to earth. But even I feel like, you know, thank you for the support um, can become broke, you know, even on my end where I think of that and, and kind of like listening to you, you talk about through. So as, as your podcast, you know, like and in, in, in your goals for people that are listening, people that are, you know, tuning in and, and, and consistently tuning in and supporting you, whatever, what, what are specific ways people can support you? Is that like follows through Instagram? Is that, you know, you know, subscribing through podcasts, like what is, what, what are, can you list some ways of what, um, that people can support you? Of course, of course, man. Um, I think just firstly, just being a listener, uh, and then just sharing it around to people. That's always helpful. Get more listeners and then leaving a, a rating of how you thought the podcast was, you know, generally when, when you rate on iTunes or Apple podcasts, you know, that gets boosted in the ratings, which once again helps reach more people. So that's an important aspect of that I try and, and do. But it's like 
okay, I know people are, are, are quote, time poor, but I want them to actually get something out of the episode so they feel like they can actually spend 30 seconds of their time, which I know is incredibly valuable, to actually leave a rating. And, you know, it can be, you can, you know, it, it just, it helps grow the podcast, grow the message and reach as many people as I can uh, once again. So that's another thing. And if you want to, you know, it's completely up to you. If you want to follow the, the story box on Instagram, then we release some content pretty much every single day. There's always something uh, about an episode, about a guest that has been on. Uh, so I'm working really, really hard to actually do that every single day and be consistent in that because it is hard work. Um, and, and you know, just once again, anything that you feel like is is needful, you know, even just send me sending me a message, that's that's really appreciative, honestly. Like I don't take what I do for granted any, any day of the week. Um, I am grateful, you know, because I understand that if if you guys weren't here, then I wouldn't be able to do it. So that's that's pretty much it, my friend. Cool. Well, listening, sharing, rating it. Um, you know, if, making sure they're getting something out of it, um, and then you know, sending a message because I, I just want to highlight it home because I, I feel like the detail, you know, the magic is in the details, you know, of those, those kind of things. And, and it's very, very specific. And I'm, I'm not, no pro at, you know, social media or anything like that's something I wanted, but I, I, I've given my, I've given myself permission not to be a pro because I'm a pro at what I'm a pro at and I'm not a pro at what I'm not. And, and you know, it, it's just, that's okay sometimes. And, and, and it's funny, I've watching you interview people and you've been slowly getting with these rate or, or like, degree of separate, you know, those rings of separation, like how far you are from an individual based on, you know, yeah, pretty much. so your friend, who, who did you interview that stunt doubled Chris Hemsworth on Thor? That was uh Bobby Holden Hanson. So I actually released his episode today, this morning. Interesting. Well, guys, make sure you go listen to that. Um, I'm going to be going like, checking in because my friend, Chris Romrell, um, that I worked with uh, Mario Kart in real life. He played Luigi. That's where I met him. He's he's a, the secondary stunt double, you know, for Chris Hemsworth. He did it on Extraction. Ah, and, they would know yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know each other. And I, and I verified that. I was like, I didn't know no, so I went and see, and they do follow each other on Instagram. So I'm assuming they, they've worked together. So it's just, it's. I'm just saying it's pretty incredible, man. Like, the, the the way that you just climbed up this ladder of being able to interview all these amazing people, like digest and take away like what they have to say. When I, when I went on my mission for the church, I remember I had never lived on my own before, you know, before that, like I was just living out and about and we'd go to the store and we'd shop on what's called P days. It's a one day week. You go buy food, you do your laundry, you know, you do, you know, you prep for the week so you can focus on the work when you're out. And I remember looking in I never bought my, I wasn't really buying my own food because it was just eating what was in the pantry. And I remember looking at what my companion was buying, like whatever food he was. And I started to mimic people because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I liked. So I would just mimic them and then go, Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. And I started to adopt what they were doing, you know, in, in, in eating into what I was like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. And eventually I started to figure out who I was, but my, my point being, it sounds like, you know, you go on this incredible journey of interviewing all these people and you can kind of do that. You can you take out of their basket and copy and paste a little bit what they're doing and what you like, don't like, and move forward. So, man, I, I commend you with your work ethic, with 
um, your relationship with God, with your ability to be so consistent and have, you know, honorable goals, like helping your family, you know, have, you know, an early retirement and these really, really deep, meaningful personal goals. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I know you and I will stay in touch throughout the years and I don't know where our careers will be if, you know, whatever pops off for whatever reason, but I, I do know and always hope that we'll stay, you know, friends and, and I, I just wish you the best. Is there anything else you want to add or just leave on, you know, or end with? Uh, I'm appreciative of you, man. Like, and I guarantee you we'll remain friends um, for as long as it's humanly possible, possible of us too. And, you know, I haven't met you actually in person yet and I know that's coming. So I, I look forward to that, man. If you ever come to Sydney or if I ever go to your neck of the woods, I'm looking forward to that, man. So we can actually, you know, there's a difference between speaking over Zoom or, you know, what we did before to actually having a human connection. And mm-hmm. I do, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But um, I'm just trying to, first and foremost, be authentic, be a man of integrity, be someone that, you know, values his word above above all else and values his actions and follows through with his word. Because, you know, I read something this morning, actually. Uh, it was in Proverbs, how the Bible talks about, you know, the words of a just man are like silver. They're not gold. That's your actions. So your words aren't as important as your actions are. So keep in mind that your actions are the most important thing that you have. Words are cheap. Actions are expensive. Okay? So silver is cheaper than gold. Okay? Gold's the most valuable resource that we have um, on, the, on the face of the earth, unless it's like from Marvel, you know, titanium or, or vibranium, sorry, I should say, some, something like that, you know. But think of your life that way. Your life is precious. Your life is worth a lot. And if it's one message that I can leave with people, value it because you never know what's going to happen on today, tomorrow, or in a week's time. So spend time with those people that you actually care about. Be wise and be kind. Well, Jay, it's it's been a pleasure to interview you. This has been pretty unique. I've never actually really done this before. So it was really fun to sit and chat with Yeah. Well, I just enjoy connecting with people. Like that's my most valuable thing. And so I just enjoy that and it somehow works in the setting. So I hope I did an okay job. I wanted to make sure that we got the, you you know, your listeners get the most out of what your goals are and how they can support you and just get to know you as an individual. So everyone listening, make sure if you're listening that you share this with a friend and you send this on just to make sure they all get to know Jay's story. Make sure you drop a rating. I'm going to make sure that I go do that because I'm a little behind on that. Uh, make sure you go drop a rating um, and and have a description of like what you got out of it. And then make sure you follow him on Instagram at, at the story box podcast. And then just send him a message. If there's something that you like, if there's something that you heard, if you got something out of this interview that you love, that you heard, make sure um, you send a message. Messages mean more than you'll ever know. It can feel superficial, but it is very, very real to the human heart. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Storybox podcast and we will see you next time. That was great, man. Thank you so much for the interview. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It was kind of fun. Like I wanted I, I wanted to keep it
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.